You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men. Mad Big is for doing that. I love how the tulips in there. Yeah, nice. We, we dominate that Mad Men intro. I know. Yeah, you need a I'm sopra- glad that you, you joined in. Yeah, <laughs> we need a mezzo soprano. A little mezzo. Yes. Big is for doing. We are doing the Mad Men after show, after Buzz after show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the lovely Catherine Tulich. Hello. And by the lovely Matthew Lieberman. I am lovely, aren't I? We are. are we are all lovely. Yeah. We are Sans Joe San Flippo. Sans Flippo, if you will, today. Uh, he is on a... What is he doing? Oh, he's at a giant competition of some sort I can't talk about. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Secret, uh, super secret giant competition. Yes, really? he is all weekend. Well, he was we going to call in, but he couldn't do it. Didn't but work like out. a racing thing or something you know, else? You I can't, can't really talk about that. Joseph. We'll, we'll, we'll find okay. out what it is later. He's so secret. underground, he's in China. You know he's, what I mean? He's, he's very... Got a lot going on there, Joe San, Joe San Flippo. But we're also here with uh, Marissa Serafini, who's here. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Uh, Happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you out there. Yeah, happy barbecuing and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't stop us from giving you some Mad Men. Yes, talking the better half. The better half. So, uh, you know, yeah. You know, Mad Men, we've hit our stride here. I think so. I think so. I think people talked about the slow start to the season and you know, what the season is or what it isn't. And I don't know, these episodes, these last four, right? Have been really, really, really solid. And this one wasn't as, like, loud and splashy. like last week. Like last week or even the two weeks before. Like, everything since the merger was kind of nuts, finding out how everything's going to fit together. But this was, you know, getting back in touch with our characters and advancing pretty much everyone's story. Right. In some way. In in some way. And I think that, like, uh... Yeah, it, it, it's really because I, th- I thought this would be a little bit of a, a hangover. Not that like the movie hangover, but, you know, I had like a last like episode. a holding episode. Well, sure, kind of you know. It was a little bit, but it was kind of still a lot. I think a lot happened, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and it's still sort of an undercurrent of, of danger, like with all the things that were going on with police and sirens. sirens. And there's well, this real sort of dark under, I thought, underbelly tonight, even though there was a lot of stuff going on with the characters. Yeah, there were sirens yeah. in almost every yeah. scene that took place in the city. <laughs> right. Yes, I know. This. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that we're getting towards the 70s. I mean, New York was an extremely dangerous place sure. in that decade, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the 70s is very, very, yeah. very urban decay set yes. in, very much so yes. around, yeah. around the country, but no place hit harder than New York City, yes. where, you know, Times Square was, you know, uh, basically a 
Because yeah, I remember growing up in Australia, it's like, oh my God, you'd never go to New York. Oh, yeah. It's too dangerous. No, you get stabbed, very... you get mugged. Sure. Don't go there. <laughs> I mean, Central Park and Times Square were no place to be. And now, of course, it's all Disney and Broadway. Yeah, it's all fun. It. I know. But back in the set, that, you know, six, late 60s, early 70s, all through the 70s entirely, look at Taxi Driver. Yeah. It yeah. was like, you know, triple X, you know, uh, yeah. uh, X rated places and X rated places. So, what do you call those places, Matt? Porn, yes. <laughs> Theaters, red light. I don't know whatever. Strip clubs. clubs. They have X-rated I think they still places. Have them, but Escort <laughs> homes. I don't think they've disappeared. Not so much. Of, not so much in Times Square. But no, they're they're still there. But yeah. such a parallel to these fairly affluent white lives, sure. really, isn't yeah. it? To be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, we, we a lot, lot of that. We'll we'll get into all that yeah. stuff too. We got but, yeah. we got a, a retreat out to the country. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with Don and. Uh, there was Betty. mosquitoes and everything. Mosquitoes and everything, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, we did not get to go to the beach, but we, we got some killer <laughs> beach wear. Yeah, I wanted to see Joan uh, at the beach. I know. Uh, <laughs> I we we know that Planet of the Apes is still in theaters. That's right. Sure yeah. Well, it's interesting because we, you know, we know these episodes are about... They they said a lot. They've you know said repeatedly these episodes are about a month chronologically. There's about a month between each episode. You can figure Mm -hmm. it through the season. So this is why we didn't have the direct hangover from. I really love that 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 method. It's not really talked about that much, but that method of storytelling, the way Mad Men does that, it's like a month, a month, a month. So there's no real. You know, there's no real cliffhangers. There's yeah. no real carryover. It's not very you know, serialized. Not very serialized in that sense. So there's yeah. no like cliffhanger from one episode where you know what's going to happen to Don. Tune in next week. It's like no. this happened. It's its own episode. It airs as it you know it, it completes its complete piece of work, and then you go to next month. And yeah. although it's still a you know still a long story that talks takes you through the year, yeah. it's 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 really interesting what it does. So anyway, the hangover I was expecting from the crash episode. Like people waking up, like, ugh, what the hell happened last mm-hmm. night? Of course, we don't get that because we're in a month later. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. But, but, but there's still, I guess, competition and chaos reigns within this merged. Yeah. And what did Pete say? Everyone says that this is a mess. This yeah, place, it's a out mess. from the outside, people and are saying still this no is a mess. Name. Well, yes. I think it's, it's interesting, just even like, like people yeah. say all the time, even, even the, the name, the super long, <laughs> sort like, of like eight, too many, eight letter acronym yes. Sterling, uh, Cooper, Sterling Cooper Draper, Price Color, Gleason, and Shaw. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. What about oh, the acronym? SEDP. CGC? Yeah. All right. <laughs> like that's that's confusing into itself. And two so. of them are dead. dead. Two of yeah. them are dead. Uh Burt Cooper's well, well into his seventies. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh so we had a lot, of, you know, we 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 talked we had we touched on Peg and uh on Peggy and uh and Abe a lot. We touched on yes. Peggy and Cha. We touched on Don uh and and Betty, which we'll which we'll definitely get into. A little bit about Roger, a little bit about Pete. Yeah. Um, and a little bit about our boy Bob Benson, of, of course. course. We'll get into later with Benson Watch. And the exactly. triumphant return of Duck. Of yes. Duck Phillips, who we have not seen since season four, The Suitcase, yep. uh, which is episode seven or eight. Sure. That, they, one, of, one of my favorite, one of everyone's favorite episodes. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm yeah. One of the best episodes. Any, yeah. I'm not like, you know, the best, my favorite episode, The Suitcase, duh. But like, uh, but yeah, second favorite maybe the crash actually last week. Really? really? I really love that episode. <laughs> All right, the He's crash like was judge, awesome. Man. I, I'm eager to see <laughs> if that it. still remains like in your top five when the series ends. Oh, mm-hmm. you think that they made top? Are you saying the crash was not that I'm good? I'm saying the crash, upon seeing it for the first time and being kind of blown away by the fact that they were doing such a wild episode, upon f- more more viewings, 
I think there are episodes that have more emotional punch right. that are more worthwhile. For okay. me, I, th- I think right. the crash is memorable for many reasons, but maybe not. Maybe not be the most. I think. It's, okay, it's, get some good, yeah. get some shit on me all day. Oh, all you no, want. no, no, no! I, just think, <laughs> no, I think in the lexicon of Mad Men, I think the whole seasons. I think people will remember the crash. Yeah, right. yeah, as one of those shows that were like, wow. <laughs> it, it's my second favorite episode. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, Joe. Yeah. No just one's. Saying. We're not trying to hurt you, Joe. <laughs> it's a safe place. I'm, this I'm is leaving. a safe place, Joe. <laughs> We oh, love no. you here. I'm back. I'm not leaving. Okay, good. Okay, so before let's get, but let's get into this episode because I really want to talk about you know all the happenings in this episode and sort of unpack all of this. But before we do, we want to tell you, you know, listen, we have a, a, an announcement for you after buzzers. We we need you after buzzers, after buzzers everywhere. We re, we need you. We don't really ask you directly for much. We ask that you tune into us, you download us, you rate us. Uh, other podcasts may ask for some shekels or some money or some other things like that. We don't really ask for anything. We just want to give you quality, quality entertainment and quality, quality programming. Shows. Uh, but 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 there is a way that you can help us and help us because you know we're we're, we're building some new studios. We've got some. We're we're coming to you in live in HD. We're we're streaming live. We're doing all this great stuff. Uh, it costs money. It's we're, we're we're it's coming out of out of out of. Um, our pockets, mostly, mostly Maria's pocket, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but, but what can what can help us is Adventures and Serial Buddies, Adventures of Serial Buddies, the the hilarious, funny, super funny serial buddy comedy produced by the AfterBuzz founders Maria Menudas and Kevin Nagaro is now available on demand. We talked about it being available in, in theaters, and we all saw it, and it was great. It's now on demand. Um, it stars, uh, you know, Kevin and Maria's in it, and it also has. Beth Bears and Artie Lang and Kathleen Gifford and Christopher Lloyd and and uh, and the voice of Henry Winkler. So it's on demand. So if you could go on and 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 download it and order it, uh, order it a lot, watch it a few times. That would help us here a lot. I mean, we 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 saw the show. I mean, we saw the show. I saw the movie. I thought it was really funny. I know it sounds like I'm a shill for After Buzz, but <laughs> the movie was very funny. Um, Kathy Lee, all these folks were fantastic in it. I know you saw it and reviewed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a cra- I, I compared it to sort of Australian films like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, sure. and Muriel's Wedding, kind of crazy. I can totally fun. see that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, it's, it's a it's a super funny movie. Mm. We're we, think of it as we, you know we're not we're not shills. We're trying to share a good movie <laughs> with you guys. We wouldn't recommend it. If we didn't like it ourselves, right? Yeah. So check it out for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Check it out yourselves. And it was it was in theaters. It was in you know eight to ten cities. I think it was. Um, if you didn't have a chance to check it out, you can now download it or not download. It, you can now buy it. Buy it on demand. Um, and when you do that, you're helping us out here at AfterBuzz and you're helping us out here, continuing to give this wonderful programming because all that goes right back to us. Uh, so it is available May 29th. May 29th. Uh, you can go to SerialBuddies.com. You can find it on iTunes and all the other digital stores. Uh, and um, it, it really means a lot to us, the AfterBuzz community here. And keep listening. And you can follow us at AfterBuzz. You can also follow uh, at Maria Menudos or at AfterBuzz or at SerialBuddies underscore dot Serial underscore buddies. Thank you. At Serial <laughs> underscore buddies on Twitter. And uh, check it out and buy AfterBuzz by serial buddies online now. All right. Blah. Great. That, that happened. Joe. <laughs> I feel like you just came down from an energy serum. Yeah. I really am I'm excited about the app, the thing, yeah. but I can't get it all out. All right. Yeah. Here we go. So so back to Mad Men. Here we are. So uh let's let's get into well, the, the the thing that jumped out at me the most was Betty. 
you know, Betty the whole back. Betty. <laughs> yeah, Betty's back. And she right? got her swagger back. Yeah, so let wow. me, I, what the, well, Matt, what do you give me? Your, give me your Betty takes. What do you got? All right. Well, it's another name for this episode, the better half, which could refer to Betty. Also could be how Betty Francis got her groove back. Sure. <laughs> she, sure. Uh, she has lost the weight. She is now the uh, the wife of an up and coming political candidate, and men are coming up to her. All eyes are on her, trying yep. to seduce her, and she can't get enough of it. She loves it. Her self esteem took a serious hit mm. when she gained her weight. Yeah, it's so, been. And, and, and I want to sort of stress the fact that we shouldn't just be concentrating on her weight, but I yes. think it was for her a self esteem issue. Exactly. Certainly. Yeah, because she, you know we don't want to put out there that you got to be thin to be hot. So. No, certainly <laughs> but, not. But I think for, in this case, Betty is the fact that you know it was so tied to herself, her own self esteem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because it, yeah. in her own mind, you look back at, at the mm. early seasons, her being. You know, she was a former model, pretty housewife. Mm. It was very much tied into how she viewed herself and having men lust after her was one of the only pleasures she got. Mm. Well, it's how she identified herself. I mean, this was her identity. Yeah, exactly. Her Her appearance was so much about her. And it was was taken away. Yeah. It was was stripped. So when she got it back, Mm. she's, she's very much enjoying it and also... She's kind of trying to make sure that she is, in fact, back. When she kind of, when she allows Don to seduce her wow. at the camp, mm-hmm. and that's very much what it was. She she let him seduce her. She she basically she, she took him basically. Yeah. She sensed what was going on and she let it happen because she wanted she wanted to know that she still had it and she wanted to know that even though even though Don was married. That he was going to he was going to take her because she's that beautiful and that she you know is still worthwhile. She wanted to see the look on his face again, and she sort of did to Megan what uh, other women had done to her, right? And I bet it felt good, (laughs) yeah, in a perverse way. Sure. Well, there's a lot. I mean, and well, and then the whole scene with her and Henry at the dinner was telling and and the, the guy you know who. Uh, who I didn't? Who was that guy? Stu. His name was Stu. Yeah. He was. He had been raising funds okay, so at the a, same a, event. A campaign contributor. Yeah. You know, one of yeah. those guys. So, so Stu. So I, I love. I love that scene. I love how that was played. In that, you know, it's what we've seen before, which are these sort of lecherous guys hitting on Betty in some way. She. We've seen this before in the Mad Men world yeah. and the way she handled it. Yeah. But she says, "Can you believe that I've had three kids?" That was awesome. Mm. You know, like I have three kids. And He's like, I don't care. And she's like, no. Do you believe? Can that you believe I've that I've had three kids? That was the ultimate Ooh. like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, Betty. So Swerve. She's, she's definitely taking control of the situation. It very much reminded me of that. I don't know what it was. It feels like season four, where she season three or season four, where she had that moment where she stepped out and had that sort of dangerous sort of liaison with the, I guess the well, auto. this is how she got Henry, wasn't it? Yeah. Way, it too. was That's how she right. got Henry. Yeah. how she is, got Henry. This is what she does. She's very she's good at she this. She does, yes. Uh, but, but the other flip, the other twist in that was obviously what you what you, what you touched on is that, you know, Henry called her out on it. Very, you know, but he was turned on by it. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of that was kind of. He, he was turned on by it because you know he get he gets to 
take her home. Yeah, that's the other right. men it's get like the to trophy look. wife, right? Yeah, like having the wife that yeah. everyone lusts after. Yeah, that that, yeah. that, that whole scene, the way that that was very surprising, Which is, the way that her de- identity, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that was very surprising, the way that scene played out to me, and I, and I, and mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed that. That was well well written and well acted and everything else because it was a twist. It was a twist where like yeah. you think Be- Betty's getting hit on by this lecherous guy, she sort of turns it on the, turns it on him, mm-hmm. like she wants the attention and maybe even wants to go home with him. Yeah. Then she tells it. Then did. Um, you know, Henry makes her tell him, tell me, tell me. And then she tells him. And then you yeah. think, like, oh, my God, it's going to be bad. He's, and he loves it. He just goes yeah. right yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. It sort of sums up Betty's power. Yeah. So it sums up Betty has got her groove back. This is what Betty does best. Oh, yeah. And, like, I loved this scene at the gas station. Don pulls up at the gas station. Yep. And uh, and he gets guy. out of the car, and this young guy's just staring at this behind. And <laughs> yeah. it happens to be his ex-wife's. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and at first, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this a flashback Yeah. for some reason? I thought it was a flashback, too. Uh, because, you know, Dawn was so agreeable. And, like, you know, Betty, she just, she looks so, she looks so youthful. And, uh, you know, Dawn didn't even pay the gas station boy any mind. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like, he's like, oh, she's lost. He's like, fill it up with regular. Yeah. Where are you headed? <laughs> Pow. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I enjoyed that too. I enjoyed that that view. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. And I loved more than anything. And this is like getting into Dawn a little bit. But the beat where uh, Bobby is teaching them the song, <laughs> and Don actually joins in yeah. with the song, song? Uh, Father Abraham. Which you seem oh, to know. Oh, here we go. This That's is the, the gas yeah, station yeah. scene right there. Yeah. Uh yeah so uh yeah Father Abraham has many sons many sons have Father Abraham is that like a cap like a song with his right hand yes yeah. uh but yeah I, you know listen so so going back yeah Don uh that was a cool I thought that was a very cool moment uh it, it sort of reinforced that Betty is back that Don is like oh you know yeah. and then it talks about you know Joe is here Joe's like hi Betty's back Joe Flippo hi Betty's back oh well, yeah. whatever no yeah, confident no. Betty's exactly. back exactly yes because yeah. and, and this was this was a great uh, this was also one of them, I feel like I'm using yeah. a lot of hyperbole this episode but uh, this podcast but I think this is one of January Jones's best episodes but, yeah. her, I honestly what are her finest yeah. performances I'd honestly say. I prefer this episode to The Crash. I oh. like this episode very, very much. It's a quieter episode, yeah. but we got some really fantastic moments. The the moment between mm. Betty and Don after after they had sex and they're oh, talking about yeah that amazing conversation about Don sort of saying why is sex yeah the, well, the, well, the measure of sort of intimacy and, yeah. and closeness. Well, when I want to get to that yeah. detail as well, but I just, yeah. I just want I want to say like I, I think this is January Jones' best episode. There's been mm. a lot of complaints about sort of like you know where's Betty and you know is Betty relevant anymore and she's way out in the suburbs yeah. and this is a really great way to sort of insert her back into the into the fold. But not only insert her back, but she plays a key role. And it's, it's something that the questions. The question's been asked, do we still want to see Betty? Do we care about Betty? Do we care about her and Henry out in the suburbs and what the hell's going on? And and frankly, you know, Betty in this power position, mm-hmm. you know, doing what she did to Henry and the guys and the Don, like, I want to see that Betty. I could see five yeah. more episodes of that Betty. Yeah. So Definitely. that was, it was really, really great. And then also, in the, in the context of what's been going on with Don and the sort of collapse of Don, here's Betty with some very specific insight into Don. Yeah. That, that pillow talk was all about, oh, Don... Like no. <laughs> that uh, is it like this with Megan? That poor girl. Poor girl. She, poor girl. That poor girl. She still thinks that loving you is the way to get close to you. Yeah, right. Like that's the worst way. It's kind which of like, like amazing line, but yeah. which begs the question: 
What is the best way to get close to Don Draper? You yeah, don't well, care about him. Well, I don't think that this is... <laughs> I don't think he knows. This is the whole thing. I don't know. I don't think that there, for a, I don't think there is a way to get too close to Don Draper because he's not in touch. Because he's himself. fictional. Exactly. Yeah. But how do you but, get close to Dick Whitman? Well, I don't know. That's a but whole he thing. just. He just <laughs> he, I'll be but he admitted tonight that sort of sexual intimacy is not intimate for him. So what is intimate for him? You know, yeah. he, he he seeks the bed of women, but he, he it's not an intimate act at all for all him. The, even all with the, all his these wives, questions you guys yeah. are asking, I don't think are. Meant do you know to be what I think yeah. is intimate to him? It is working with him it's it's you know it's why he was so upset when megan left the agency it's why when peggy left the agency was so dramatic dramatic and like emotional for him you know that moment where he 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 has her hand he kisses her hand in in the fifth season right um i think that impressing him and being his equal Equal. is the only way to really get close to him yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's well. I mean, I I still argue that you're not getting close to him. That's a way to maybe endear yourself to him. Like, sure. oh, you know, but you're still you're never getting close to him. That's true. Like that's you know, like that's like okay, there 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 there's I respect you and I don't give a shit about you, mm. right? So the if you if you do those things, if you respect if you respect your work or in that nature, then you're like okay, well, okay, you're okay. I respect you. At you. least he gets your respect. But you're not getting. No one's getting close to Don Draper. No one's no. getting inside Don unless you're sleeping with him in in the bed in that moment. Yeah. Other than that, but- like like like. You know, um, Betty said, in, unless it's that moment, that's it. That's all you're going to get. But he yeah. said, you know, I would have felt just as intimate. What did he say? I just if, close if, if I, I was holding you in you. my arms. Right. And she kind of threw that back I in his love face. That. When she was like, she don't want to just hold me. me. Yeah. Well, there's right. a lot yeah, of great. Right. The dialogue was really, really, really snappy and great. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the, the dialogue was really snappy and great in that whole seduction mm. sequence, if you yeah. will, because obviously we saw her at the, at, you know, we saw him see her at the gas station. And then we saw them have that chat. Yeah. Where we know the nice chat with Bobby. Then afterward, she's like, "Did you find a bottle?" Yeah. And then it's like, "The mosquitoes will eat me up." Not in those shorts. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Oh." And yeah. then we all. Then she's like, "I'm going to bed." And then she leaves the door open. We're like, "I'm like, don't leave that door open." She yeah. Leaves it open. We're like, "Oh." <laughs> of course she was gonna. And she's like, open. "Close, close the door. The mosquitoes will get in." And then we're like, "Huh." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about that that line again. Sure. The um the uh you know are you sure you don't want to just hold me yeah. in your arms she there's something about being married to someone and seeing all them warts and all you know and and divorcing them because they keep cheating on you they keep letting you down mm. she knows don for who he really is right. and she see she knows when he's saying something that's complete bullshit yeah. Yeah. you know and and like that's the thing when don is with women he doesn't know how to turn it off even right. when it is you know, someone that he was married to, he said, you know, he told both Megan and Betty, I missed you. And I can't I can't say for sure that he meant it either time. Yeah. He just knows what to say. To say. He's an ad man. And exactly. he knows how romantic it is to say, say you know, what, what you think he thinks you want to hear. Yeah. How romantic it is to say, I could just hold you in my arms and I would be happy. And she's like, B.S. Yeah. You'll never be happy with anything. Yeah. I 100 percent. Well, I. 90% agree with everything you said, except for the fact I really do think that when he said he missed Betty, I think he did. I, I think he, he did miss her. He missed that Betty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I won't, that, the, the Betty in bed, maybe, but like. Oh, no, the confident Betty. Yeah. The one that was. Oh, the not top the. Of yeah, things. exactly. Because what he inevitably does, which is what he's done with Megan, is he just chips away at these women's self esteem yeah. and, their, and their character and everything till they get to the point where they're so weak and so kind of like, you know, powerless. 
and then he doesn't want them anymore. I mean, he did that to Betty. He's done that to Megan. I mean, he he marries his women because they are confident, right. but he just totally chips away at that, and and their relationship destroys them. And that's now Betty's back to what he was attracted to in the beginning. Sure, which which is is a great point because this is also as much about Betty mm-hmm. back to Betty getting her groove back. Yeah, this what this proves is if Betty is Betty, if, if Betty's at the top of her game, firing at all cylinders. Mm. Like she's unstoppable. She's got yeah. you know Draper wants her, Francis wants her, the the contributors want her. Like yeah. she's when she's Betty, she's she's you know unstoppable. So that was great yeah. to see. And January Jones did a great job of playing that Betty. Yeah. But uh, so we'll see. Like I, I really I want to see more of this Betty. I want to see more of her. Um, and we'll you know we'll, we'll see how that progresses. But uh, so we want to talk about Peggy and Abe and Peggy and Cha and Peggy and Don and Peggy. But before we do that, I do want to thank you all for listening to us and tuning in to us on iTunes. Um, we appreciate all the downloads, all the comments, all the commentary. Um, please continue to comment. Please continue to rate us on iTunes. Please continue to listen and download to us. We are uh, we read everything, and we appreciate all that happens via iTunes, as well as YouTube, as well as through AfterBuzz as well. So continue. So Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. Wow, there was a lot of Peggy tonight, and she's in a bit of a crisis, I think. Uh, yeah, well, may- maybe. I mean, so we, we opened the, with this interesting sort of uh, Peggy being the diplomat in the middle. Torn between. between. No, torn not, between, torn, yeah. Torn, I think, more than being a diplomat. Between the former mentor yeah. and right. the current, current mentor slash potential lover. lover. Right. So let me ask you this, because she very much did not want any parts of this. She didn't want to get in the middle. She didn't want an opinion. She didn't want anything else. But the question is... You know, a month ago during the crash and before that, she was pretty much disgusted with Don. She's been competing with Don. Mm. She clearly clearly has an affinity for Ted Chaw and she likes Well, more of a respect for him. Right, more of a respect for him. So I'm not exactly sure which idea was best, you know, of of those two ideas. But why does she just not either side with Chaw or give her opinion? Why is she... Which is so unlike Peggy. She would not be afraid to give her an opinion. That's why I found this quite astounding tonight, that she really was... She didn't want to take a side. I mean, it's obvious that it was written that, like, I don't want to take a side. These Although are the two men I respect. But yeah. I feel like she should have just sided with Cha. But it's a conflict of interest. You know, she doesn't want to be... She knows that Don knows that she was, like, in there. Right. Um, you know, she touched his arm, whatever. Right. She doesn't want to be siding with the guy that she's into. Because if that ever comes out, then she'll just be that girl. Yeah, exactly. It's not a situation that she really wants to be in, that anyone wants to be in. She doesn't want to get in bed with Don, so to speak, because she's really not feeling Don these days. She doesn't want to get in bed with Cha, because frankly, if she does, it'll make her look like that she like the blah, blah, blah. She she doesn't want to get in bed with Cha, because she wants to get get in bed with Cha. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. And you're always going to be a bit more vulnerable with a man that you have feelings for, so she's much more vulnerable to his head at the moment. Yeah. So, Much more. So, wait, so what's going on with Cha? Because Cha had that moment mm-hmm. where he had that, that complete meltdown where he's like, you know, you touched my hand and, and then you looked at me and you totally screwed me up. And she's like, well, I don't know what I, you're talking about. Know, I was like, really well, actually, I just, I love you. He, she, she, he's really kind of screwing around with her. I'm yes. starting to really dislike him now. I know. The last couple of episodes, I felt like he was kind of the good version of Don Draper. I felt like that he was sort of the ad man that has some morals, that has some, is, it wants to, he's more concerned about the product and you know then his own ego that actually tries to treat people well was showing some feelings towards Peggy but now I just think he's sort of the same jerk they all are he was kind of a turd at the end of the episode here's the thing about yes to my take here's here's the thing about Mad Men which is which is just 
makes I don't know this, this, this. so when we first if we first meet Ted Shaw he is kind of a villain right he's like the anti Don Draper sure like yeah. he's Don's rival he's mm. this villain and he's and then we see him again he's poaching Peggy yeah. and then we see him again it's kind of like oh well he's not so bad he's yeah. actually a pretty smart capable guy and then they merge and it's like oh well he's actually cool he's like the cool version cool. of Don he, Draper he, yeah actually, he pilots Draper. a plane yeah and, you actually know, Draper's the asshole this yeah, guy you that's know. what I mean he sure was then, showing up Don as the asshole right yeah. and then now we see him again he's kind of like oh well maybe he's not so much I might I just submit that this is very consistent with human beings. I mean, it's not yeah. – every, everything is not in a box or perfect. Like, this is not – this is what we love about Batman. Everything is nuanced. Everything yeah. is not perfect. So we, so Ted Shaw can – just like Don Draper, Don Draper is the ultimate enigma because we root for Draper. Draper! Don did it again, but he's an asshole, yeah. you know. And Shaw, you know, we we first we thought he was a bad guy, then he's a good guy, then he's a bad guy, then he's a good guy. He's just a guy, an ad guy. Here's here's what I would like to say. Uh, Shaw, first of all, he lays it out for Peggy. Yeah. In that first scene in the office, he's like, "You have somebody, I have somebody." That's it. He brings this love into it. This can't be. I know. Yeah. Which right. which begs the question: Is that really what he means? Yeah. Or is he, you know? Using using words that have a lot more weight than he really realizes. I don't right. know. Yeah, that's right. And also, there's the whole like, l- you know, loving someone versus being in love. Right. Yeah. So when she comes to him at the end of the episode after this whole ordeal with Abe, which we'll get into, mm. you know, and she says, "I've had a horrible night." You know, Abe and I are no longer together. He got stabbed. Yeah. And she just wants. Anything. anything, just a little bit of sympathy. Anything, right. and he gives nothing. her nothing. nothing. I I thought that was awful. Yeah. I we well, were ready up, to work. Come on, we were appalled. Appalled. I was appalled. appalled. Because like even if he was like you know, like I'm so sorry, but nothing is going to change between us. I already told you. Yeah. I'm not going to cheat on my wife. Right. That yeah. I would be like okay, reasonable. No, don't just, just completely. Step but over. That would be yeah. that oh, would be someone. that would be a fully realized, lovely person of a character only to be written by one of us. That's not a real person. Like <laughs> well, I'd that's like not. To think there's yes, real people. He could, okay, he could be, but he's not. But I, everyone's I, I, like I had that. No, I actually had no problem as as a viewer watching it and, oh. and rooting for Peggy. I was like, oh, come on, Chuck, give her something. But but you know, in hindsight, you know, even even shortly after, I was like, well, you know what? He laid it out for. her. Like they do work together. This he does have an office to run. He's not going to be banging his his protege. Fine. Therefore, yeah. like he's got to get to work. He doesn't hey, have to. He hey Draper, nice job on that one, Draper. Yeah, he doesn't have so to. Cold. He doesn't have to bang his protege. Uh, but if it's someone that he says that he loves, he can show just a teensy yeah, bit more tenderness. That's what I And thought. just say and say, you know, will you round up the team with just a slightly yeah. bit more understanding? Like, um, like I'm sorry that this happened to you, but. We got to get to work. Yeah. Versus, that's right. Ready for work? I was awful. I'm yeah. Ted Shaw, and I love what I do. Well, that, well, that was I go awful. home at night. I drink, and I don't drink alcohol. Yes. I just kiss my wife goodnight and talk to my children. There was a bit. That was a bit sort of scary and robotic, and almost a bit like you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a little. It was awful. Abrupt. Yeah, it was yeah. just. Yeah, you're right. Just nothing there. Nothing However, there. that's why you know at the end where Peggy's just kind of looking from Don. It's like, what? <laughs> She's right. not going to get. <laughs> Anything from anyone. Well, He's let's just, like stuck in the middle. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't well, I didn't. I, I get that. I, I didn't mind it as much, but yeah. you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how that was supposed to end, but yes, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Chaw comes back. 
if he wants more or if Peggy comes back, it'll be we'll yeah. see. Peggy should well, not want more from this exactly. guy. She'd if have she, to be really stupid if she If he wants yeah. more, she better make him work for it. Right. Yeah. Period, period, period. Yeah. Well this opens the door for I mean the, the you know, women of the world. I mean most women I, I talk to at least and most people things I've read, uh people really want Peggy and Stan. So this may open the door. Because they have great chemistry, but, but then he ruined that by banging Wendy. No, I don't know that he ruined that by banging Wendy. I think that he like, definitely lowered himself in her esteem. Certainly, but I think that you know, reading like after 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 I, you know. After we did our show and watched the episode again, I read a bunch of stuff. You know, mm. he made her feel reviews. cheap. I think. I think that the, yeah. another take on that. I'm not saying this is my take, but another view of that is that, like, you know, in that moment. Peggy really felt something and really felt something for Stan and really felt like this was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. although she really, really wanted to do something. And then when she saw, you know, that, you know, Stan doing that to the, the teenager, Wendy, yeah. Wendy, then I thought she felt partially disgusted, but also partially like, well, I guess I missed my window, you know. Uh. That, that, I would that's say what was, that was what was written. Really? No, okay. I that, would say that, that's been written. Out I would there. say disgusted, partially disgusted, partially. I can't believe I even considered <laughs> that for a second. Okay, okay. we'll okay. see. Uh, we'll, what we'll about see. Peggy and Pete? Uh, Pe- <laughs> Do you think that would ever have a shot? No, Pete no. needs Pete needs someone. To I know, but they, they don't even talk in the office. When was the last time they had a scene alone together? I, season that's what four. I'm it's like there's. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will see how that plays. I, I think that may open, reopen the door for for Peggy and Sam. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Peggy and Abe. Yes. You know because they they've got a lot. You know the the the, the neighborhood is not. I mean, look look. Abe is you know, Abe is a die in the wool, die hard. You know, liberal, left wing. Yeah. You know, nineteen sixties. You know, activist guy. He's gonna live in the bath the worst neighborhoods. He's going to talk to rat out on anyone. He's also going to get mugged, you know, and then and then and then talk to police. the police officers like he was got- he was he colored or Puerto Rican? <laughs> Maybe he was white. Right. Yeah. The police was like rolling his eyes, like, all right, buddy, yeah. like that in 1968. That was like a really mm. you know, now we're you know, everyone's liberal and every, you know to a certain degree, and no one everyone's afraid to sort of say these things in a, in a racial manner. But back then, it was like, well, yeah, what was it? A black or a Puerto or a Puerto <laughs> well, Rican? And he was like, or a white guy, yeah. you know. So that just speaks to how far he is, you know, in terms of his his being such an open minded liberal type cat. And I don't know, Peggy's not. I'm not saying Peggy's not, but Peggy's not feeling any of that. No. Peggy's like calling them animals. She's calling them, you know. I mean, she she said like she's done with the neighborhood. She's not trying to, you know. I'm not saying Peggy's a bad person, but she's not down for the cause. She just yeah. wants to be comfortable, and you know, well, and safe, and yeah. safe. And like, who wouldn't? Yeah. Right, exactly. This isn't about people throwing rocks through yeah. your window and exactly. stuff. I mean, it's not exactly the most pleasant but way to be living. Abe calls her at the end of the episode. He's like, he's like, you'll always be the enemy. Yeah. You'll always be the enemy, and what I hate what you do with every fiber of my being. Sure, you yeah. know. So. And he gets stabbed so many times in this episode. And by, yeah. I mean, he only gets stabbed twice, but that's so many times for that's one episode. Yeah. Never, never was uh, kind of bad, though. But what's this article he's writing? That, too, he keeps referring to this article. Uh, I, I feel the article's going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> blow them said, oh, my God. Yeah, ending. the article comes out next episode, yeah. and she goes ballistic. Yeah, the, the article will surface about, yeah. you know. 
it's living an, in the living sleeping with the enemy or living yeah. in the city or it'll be something like that. It'll be know? like an atmosphere piece, you yeah. know, like like everyone's scared in this neighborhood, but I'm not scared. But right. my girlfriend was, so she stabbed me. Right. <laughs> Which I was like, I totally thought that was a dream sequence. Right. Yeah. Uh I thought there were a couple things in this episode that were going to be a dream sequence that wound up not being no. one. Because like in the um in the in the little description, it was like Joan goes to the beach. Roger has a problem, and I think there was like it was like Pete has a recurring dream or something. Yeah. Right, but the, there was no, no dream. Pete, no yeah. dream. No, Roger has a recurring dream. I think that's in the description. Well, he doesn't have a dream no, either. I didn't yeah, get that one. What's well, interesting? I, I really think this, this is a larger um, conversation to be had about sort of. I really appreciate the way that they're handling. I don't know. There's a lot. Lots been said. I don't have time to get into this whole thing. Lots been said about race and the way they're handling race. There's been a lot of talk, positive, mostly negatively, about the way they handled um, uh, Grandma um, Ida. Ida last last really? episode. Oh yeah. There's been a lot of like, well, you know, the, 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 for a show that yeah. is not known for its, uh, you know, African American characters to use such a broadly drawn African American character that comes in and mm-hmm. you know is 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 very stereotypical, and then she turns out to be someone. A, a burglar, and she offers to cook them fried chicken, and blah 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 blah. These are you know these aren't necessarily my takes, but there's been obviously been some some talk about that, and 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 the thing is is that you know again this is not this is really not a show that's going to examine race in those ways, but I think that what it is doing in a really interesting way, including this tonight's episode, is telling telling the story from the point of view from those people at that time in 1968. So yeah. what I mean by that is you know a, a guy like Abe represents this hyper liberal like activist type guy who's who's really on the edge and Peggy no one thinks Peggy's a racist or a bad person or anything else but she's a person who is living in a bad neighborhood yeah. in the middle of in New York in 1968 where shit's going down and and how that affects her is how that affects her. So she does say they're animals. Now I don't. I'm not saying Peggy's a racist for saying they're animals, mm-hmm. but that sort of affects how people were thinking at the time. And I think that like I do appreciate a look, um, a look at because this show is 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 from the perspective of these people, these people living in this time. I do. Pers- I do appreciate an honest look of where they were coming from. I don't want some super ultra, you know, politically correct 2013 version mm-hmm. of, of retelling of how we may have one of how we thought things would have been yeah. because we love these people. I want to know how they really thought in that moment. I think that they're doing a really, really good job of that. So that's that's just my thought on that. Sure. But anyway, so <laughs> uh, moving on okay, to just real quick before we move on, just a brilliant little comedic moment when they're in the ambulance and yes. that uh, oh the nurse, she's <laughs> like, he's going to be okay, right? It's just a little, just a little shrug. Like, eh, yeah. Maybe know. she's seen, he's, he's probably seen a million stabbings that week and it's like, yeah. who just cares? Just like such yeah, great, so. subtle acting, whoever that guy yeah, is. He was great. Kudos, yeah, my friend. Exactly. Ambulance guy. So yeah. uh, like Pete and Roger a little bit, let's just, just quickly, let's just touch on, on, on both. So Pete, you know, we, we see the return of Duck because Pete is starting to get nervous about his position, position. you know. And and Crane makes that very like Crane makes an analogy like, "Look, dude, we're the twenty seven Yankees right now. Mm-hmm. I know you think that things are all effed up, but like we we're an all we've got the all star team here. Everyone's thinking that you know we're everyone wants us because we're the all star team. Right. Now's the time to have your resume out there. He, for me, when the dust settles, I'll be a partner. But like you might want to think about putting your resume out there. So Pete goes out there and he sees his boy Duck, and Duck tells him, "I used to be you." 
Like, I get it, but you need to get your shit together. Get your family in order. Yeah. Don't be desperate. And I'm not sure that that, yeah, the room stinks of desperation. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure when he told told Pete that it's all about family. Pete says, my family is a distraction. You know, and it was just Pete's view. But do you think that hit? So when Duck gave him that bit of advice, did that hit home for Pete? No. No? Think Pete just missed him? Okay. No. (laughs) No. Is that a no, Matt? I believe that was a no. No. Catherine, do you think that hit home for him at all? About the family thing? Yeah. Do you mean to, to what the advice that Doug the advice gave? Doug's like, look, man. No, because he doesn't feel anything much for his, it's especially for his, his especially for his parents and his yeah. no. Yeah, no, no. He, he absolutely like the look on his face when he said, mm-hmm. "My family is a distraction." He he believes it. He doesn't he doesn't know what to do with himself. And I while he may take in the advice that if he wants to go anywhere else, you know, he he needs to get his professional life in order. Yeah. You know, Duck is speaking as a guy who's been divorced for a while, Mm. who's seen the relationship with his kids completely erode. He's giving the man solid advice that he wished that he'd had when he was his age. Uh, Peter, the difference is Pete doesn't care about any of that right no, now. And, it, and I right. don't think he thinks it affects his work. I mean, he thinks the work's But it separate. clearly is. And it we, does, we, we, think, yeah. we think Duck is right. I mean, in yeah. this room, we think Duck sure. is right. He's yeah. very right. But Pete thinks it's all about the work. I don't think he thinks family is yeah. important at all. Pete. And that's why yeah. he's going bald, man. <laughs> man, that hairline. We need, we need a hairline watch oh. for Pete. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so, okay, well, then... then but Pete is losing ground, and I mean, you know, you know from that, you know, not having a seat on the when they, there was yeah. no seat for him there when they merged. No seat. And... He's certainly not in the in the long acronym of Sterling so, Cooper Draper Price CGC. He's not anywhere. There's no Campbell. Yeah. So, so, I mean, and so that's what he was also saying, that really even in the work situation that people know that he hasn't got much power there, right? That right. He's not really he's not really getting the accounts. He's not really doing what he needs yeah. to be doing. So he hasn't really got a valuable resume to give to anyone at this point. Hmm. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens with Pete. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I really like to believe that this is sort of that in the end, I'd be very delighted if in the end, Mad Men turns out to be a sort of redemption story for Pete. I think Don is not going to be redeemed. I know we're all rooting no, for Don. He's I, think, I think Don's going straight. Pretty irredeemable. I mean, he might end up dead by the end of the series. I think that, that the series, I, think, I feel like the series will end up with Don dead. But Pete, though, Pete's yeah. arc of starting where he started, he may. Maybe Can I say one up. thing? Yes. Can I say one thing? I know that everyone on the planet would be furious and would be up in arms and super upset, but I think it would be really, really awesome if Don died before season seven oh. or before the end Why? of the series. Yeah. No, because because when 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 a star leaves a series, a vacuum is left. And other characters would get more screen time, and we could develop more of their stories. I'm not saying I know that that's not a wow, popular. You really hate Don. I thought yeah, I hated Don. Wow. No, I'm not saying. Look, <laughs> he's still an incredibly fascinating person. Right. I loved what was revealed tonight. But I'm just saying, I care about other characters more, and I would love to make sure that everyone else gets nice wrapped up stories. Okay. Fair and it would be a ballsy move. Well, let's just, just briefly touch on Roger. I think Roger uh, had some interesting notes tonight. He had one note. Uh, oh, that was, that was nice. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> R- Roger had one note. You know, we, we saw the whole thing with his with his grand with his grandson. He took his four year old grandson. He planned apes. Uh-huh. Apes. We saw his interaction with his daughter, who did not like that at all, and actually sort of told him, "You're not allowed to see your grandson anymore unless your mother's around." Mm. And it was more about his relationship with his daughter. 
So he was actually like, it's, it's almost like you, we, you and I had a shitty relationship, Dad. I'll give you one last chance to the grandson. No, you can't even do that right. So well, you're I don't think done. He was that bad taking him to find out the apes. Well, but but this this is your, it was an overreaction. It yes. was an over. But this his is daughter what, was a little. Yeah. Well, no, but this is what I told you in the room. It wasn't yeah. about what he did with his grandson. It's about yeah. a lifetime of what he's done with his daughter. Sure. So she's so, going to jump on him, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it was like, Dad, you've been a shitty dad. Yeah. That's what it is. But you know what? I'll give you this one opportunity with your grandson. He is your yeah. grandson. And then he effed it up by yeah. going to take him to Clown of the Apes. And then he's being Roger Sterling about it. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, what? what, what? It's, 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 what's, what's a big deal? Yeah, don't and, talk his kid. Right. So, exactly. So that that's not. And I think that was really telling at the very end when he you know so sterling reacted to that by being like well i don't have a grandson anymore but i do have, have a son, a son yeah. and i think that the, what was said there what was not said but obviously seen was i i f this up with my daughter mm. i'm effing this up with my grandson like i'm not gonna f this up with my son let me i want to bring him something let yeah. me bring him something and he goes to joan and he's like i just he's my son too like he's at, yeah. he's saying i want to bring him something what does she tell him she says, I know you want to do the right things, yeah. do you think but Joan's you can't. Right? Do you think Joan is right by blocking him from his son? I, I sort of feel like it is his son. It is his son. If he wants to take some part in his life, he has every right to. Not, not necessarily. No, and, but, but what, what Joan is saying, though, is not has nothing to do with the, the global idea of does a father belong with her son. What she's saying is, Roger... I know who you are. You're Roger Sterling. You're not capable of being a dad because you're too busy being Roger Sterling. So yeah. knock it off. Yeah, right. because this is what her be daughter way said. Too confusing for my kid. Yeah, like if you want, if you really stop being Roger Sterling and wanted to come and be my and be the son's father, then that's great. But what about when that kid grows up and finds out who his real dad? But is? that's a whole. But that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> like that, I mean, but you're, but, but really, I mean, if you but you're talking about the global view of like should the father be with his son? And yes, of course. But what I'm saying is, yeah. from Joan's point of view, it's what Joan is saying is look. Look, dude, like you're you're too busy being Roger Sterling. You're kind of I can't I can't have it. And as soon as you, if you want to change you, mm-hmm. then you're welcome to be in the, in in, my, in your son's life. But you're not going to change you. And so I don't. Why bother? And you know you don't want to change you, you. So why bother? And that's exactly what her what his daughter said. It's like, Dad, you're just your dad. Like you're not. You're. And then you do the same thing with your grandson. Like enough. Like I don't want to see you anymore. So yeah. Roger is getting a bit of like. So a reality check in terms of like his whole I'm Roger Sterling it's not really working out with his family I don't know is he going to be any worse dad than other dads I mean I don't know I well, just sort of think you know these women are dismissing him but I mean he is trying well I mean <laughs> yeah. you know yeah I'm not I'm not you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's not going to be the perfect dad I'm not saying Roger <laughs> Sterling does not have any right to see his children I'm just saying like <laughs> yeah. this is my opinion from from what from what I, what I read it from yeah. what I thought Joe's point of view was I thought yeah. um, but now well, speaking but, of Joan go ahead I just want to real quick because Megan kind of got the short shrift yes. in this podcast of tonight. Of course, um, oh we, god, she's having trouble. She's having trouble on on her soap opera. Yes, uh, she's playing two characters, uh, two halves of one whole, yes. as it were. <laughs> exactly. Which, I, is, I, which is the better half? We yeah. don't know. Title, she's playing title, a mistress, title. which is kind of interesting. Well, yeah, too, I, thought, the, I just I thought it was, not only yes. she's playing a mistress, but like that that one scene we saw at the beginning yeah. was very telling. It's like yeah. she's having this sort of this. Uh, the argument about infidelity with this brunette who looks a lot like exactly uh, like Megan like, yeah. like no a lot like Megan but not a lot like uh, uh, Sylvia Sylvia yeah. interesting and so she has this sort of this, this mm. face off with this you know about that, that 
she's in her full French accent playing an alter ego. I thought yes. that was very, very meta, very meta of, of Mad yeah. Men to do that, play that scene out. But yeah. but go ahead, Matt, continue. Oh, she just, she had that scene with uh, with her old friend Arlene. Yes. Uh, Arlene the swinger. Arlene. Almost some girl on girl action. Arlene is, uh, is very DTF. Yes. <laughs> she is DTF in the highest order. She made her, <laughs> she made her move and Megan, it was like such an awkward, weird little scene where Megan, was like, uh, was like, oh no, I'm not interested. She's like, you're a tease, and she's like, fine. fine. And then she goes in for another kiss. She's like, no, I'm fine being a tease. Yeah, that was that was so Abbott and Costello. It was like a, like a comedy <laughs> it was bit there. Funny, yeah. Yeah. Very funny. It was so very funny. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that affects her at work. And yeah. then of course Don comes back, and he sort of seems like he's going to try. So she thinks that she may have him back. And they finally have a connection moment for the first yeah. time all season. Well, can I ask you? Okay, well, just back to that. Just just about the old the lesbian kiss try. I thought that was very, very funny the way it played out. She tried to kiss her three or four times. It didn't work out. Three times. Three times. When when she left, I you know, um, Megan got a kick out of it. She kind of chuckled to herself. She yes, got a, she had a kick laughing. out of the whole thing, which yeah. I thought was kind of neat. But so when Don returned and Megan was just you know out you know in her in her just looking hot out in the mm. patio doing being Megan, uh, when Don returned was I I actually felt that he was being sincere. I actually felt that what you know what what um, Betty told him in that moment. And seeing, seeing seeing Betty and uh, and Henry Henry together, like being happy, presumably happy, like sort of got to him. Yeah. So I think he went back and he really I, was I genuine, think, yeah. genuinely trying to try. Or did you think he was just being you know? Oh, no, I think, I think the Draper. whole experience with Betty and he you know he was even saying to Betty like you know what would this have been like if we stayed together? I think there was a slightly bit of that when he came back to Megan. It's like. Maybe I should try. Right. Maybe I should try, you know. Betty, I, I lost or whatever, but, you know, maybe now. That's a good he, point. Yeah. He he remembers what he lost and yeah. the fact that it, it was his fault. Mm. He doesn't want to lose another wife. Yeah, yeah. it felt that way. I mean, it, but so how long it, that'll last? Yeah, well, it, I mean, do we think, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, just do we think that, I mean, do we think that Don loves Megan and that, that they're going to make it? I mean, like. No. <laughs> I think I don't think they're gonna no, make it. <laughs> no to the love, okay. maybe to the make it. All right. Yeah. That's just a Catherine, what do you think? No, I don't think so. All I right. don't think I I, I, think, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I think it was the idea of Megan and vice versa, the idea of Don. I think that's what they both Megan's, fell for. Yeah. And it wasn't real. And I don't think it, it still isn't real. I think Megan's lovely, but I don't mm. know. Either way. Okay, All so right. let's let's get to Benson watch here. Yes! Yes! This is this is the. And I had a Benson experience. Yes. Yeah, we, Catherine. Qu- real quick, tell us about the Benson experience. I know. I got. I was at the Fox party on. Uh, there's like it was being like the LA screenings up front, which is premiering all the new shows here. Yes. And so there was a big Fox party at the Fox lot. And who should I spot? Uh oh. Benson. Bob Benson. I James Wall. So excited! I went straight up to him and went, ah! And I must have been a lot of people coming up to him, going, "Oh my god, I love your Mad Men, love your Mad Men." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, he has been on a lot of other shows like Political Animals and that. Yeah. And he's coming up in uh, the new Robin Williams comedy, sure. the, the crazy, crazy one, ones. which he's, is set in an advertising agency as well. Yeah, yeah, he's been a bit of a. I just, yeah. I just want to. He's he's been Benson has been one to watch for a while. People, yes. Fox has particularly has put a lot of sort of a stock in, in, in Benson himself. They, they gave James Watt, the actor. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Put him in, 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 yeah. Yeah. They put him in, in, in Lone Star, which yeah. was actually great, but it got canceled in two episodes. And yeah. he's been he's been a really good actor who people recognize as a good actor who just hasn't found the right things. They keep getting canceled. Mm. And maybe it's a, it made me think that like, Maybe Benson's going to be a bigger thing. Well, when I saw that's, him. That's well, the well, thing. Yeah. Like when when I saw that it was James Wolk on the show. Yeah. Because he's a rising star. I'm like, 
this guy is one to watch. Right. Yeah. Hence, yeah. Benson. Benson Watch. And I told him about our Benson Watch and yes. he loved it. Good, good. And I also told him about our fantastic finale that we're having at the John Lovitz Comedy yes. Club. Yes, yes, yes. And if he's true to his word, he said he'd love to be there. Good. So, well, we'll see Benson there too. So hopefully, yes. And he did, and he would not reveal, he did say, you know, watch out for tonight. And of course, we did see more about Benson tonight. But he was being very coy about how hit the finale. He said, I said, are you in the finale? And he went, I can't tell you. Yeah, so right. that, okay. um, that makes me think he probably is. But um, He dies. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. Okay. It's clear. Can we Go get ahead. into Benson watch Benson proper? Watch. Yeah. Go ahead. Speak. Okay. So, got it. so we get to Joan's apartment, and who is there in his little short shorts but Love Bob shorts. Benson himself. Yeah. Amazing shorts. The man shorts has great. the man is now, I would say he's Joan's friend and, and traveling companion. We did yeah. not necessarily see that it was romantic, but yeah. she is allowing him into her life and into her son's life. Okay, yeah. Have, have they done it? No. I don't think and so. She, he's a younger man, it, right? Yeah. Much it doesn't read that way. And I think that someone with Joan's history, if it's if it's going to be something serious, she's not going to let that happen until she trusts the person. Okay. But and can tr- we trust Benson? And that's the thing. The more decent he appears, mm. the less I trust him. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. so. He is a social climber of the highest order. We don't know where he comes from. And he is just so, so nice on a show of nothing but flawed people. He sticks out like a sore thumb. And I guarantee when he strikes, it will be vicious. (laughs) Okay, there it is. You're very passionate about this. uh, It's damn near vitriolic. Yeah, because you're right. It's so obvious. He's this mysterious character that's come in. And yeah, he's ingratiating himself to everyone and even people. Pete tonight, he's trying to help mm-hmm. out. Well, he it's did so too much. And we too should much. mention that a he miracle did miracle level. Like it's he was like a miracle worker, like bringing this this nurse in yeah. to to help sure. Pete in his in his darkest hour. Maybe he's well, an angel. I, I, I'm with you. I do believe he's a social climber. I don't. Again, I but don't think he? he's malicious. I don't think he's doing anything bad. I think well, that like he when he went, he did use information he obtained from Joan to use it with Pete in order to help himself because he's trying to ingratiate himself to Pete, which mm-hmm. is speaks to your point now he but what i thought he was going to do in that moment i was afraid i thought he was going to say something like i feel like roger and joan I thought, yes yeah. that's I thought, totally what i thought was i thought he's gonna really go for it but he didn't he did right. another thing and so that was we'll see i mean you know it, the door is definitely open for benson to be something other than he pretends to be uh oh, he's definitely obvious. we're obviously going to find out something he's definitely uh, a social climber we'll and see there's some crazy theories out there of who he really is an too. alien <laughs> Everything we'll from <laughs> yes, that yeah. to, to Don Draper's lost son, right. I read somewhere too. So, <laughs> kind of some really interesting theories I'm out back, there about Benson. <laughs> yeah. Very so, interesting. All right. So, uh, let's, curiouser let's, and curiouser. Let's just jump uh, into uh, the Mike August catches of the week. We have super fan Mike August who, who every week, uh, you know, pours over these episodes with a fine tooth comb and a magnifying glass and finds out. Uh, and really sort of interpret some of these catches that we may have missed because we just watched the episode, you know, immediately know, 50 before. minutes ago. Yeah. And so uh, we're not catching everything clearly, but 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 Mike August has. So what do you have for what do you have for him? Okay, uh, so this is from last week's episode, The Crash. With what he has been mentioning with the war references between the merging agencies, the injection scene with the doctor was interesting to him as amphetamines were given to soldiers during World War II to fight fatigue and improve their mood and stamina. And marijuana and heroin use was rampant by soldiers fighting through the madness of Vietnam. So kind of a, a drug and war connection. 
There was a checkerboard on the table during the Chevy meeting, which I felt was symbolic of the men in the office trying to outmaneuver and jump over each other. And Frank Gleason was referred to as a piece that cannot be replaced. Hmm. Edgar Allan Poe's poem, Annabelle Lee, was referenced with the line, I was a child and she was a child in the kingdom by the sea. The poem is about a memory involving a long-lost love. Perhaps the kingdom was symbolic of the whorehouse with Don the child and he felt love for for Amay, but he had to keep those feelings repressed and that hung with him regarding his relationships with women through his adult life. After this episode, I now feel more sympathetic towards Don. Hello. I said that last week and you guys jumped on me. I did, yeah. We all yeah, did. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for we agreeing with me. Apologies, Catherine. <laughs> I, I, still, I still think it's not about Don, but I mean, it's not about her. Yeah. But it's, it's about Don, not her, but go ahead. Yeah. Then Wendy read Don's mind with the question, does someone love me? Again, perhaps Don still wonders if Amay felt any love for him as well. And Mike August views Grandma Ida as a symbol of Bob Benson describing, <laughs> descri- disguising himself as a friend. Grandma in Don's home contrasted with Benson in Don's office. Don better not leave the door open in the latter. I agree. I'm sure you do, sir. I'm sure you do. Well, thank you very much, Superfan Mike August. We're looking forward to your catches on this week as well because I'm sure that there's a lot that we've missed here. So let's uh, let's get a close wrap on this up. But before we go to predictions, can we go to some news and gossip? We do have uh, oh. Yeah, so all, all we have for news and gossip this week is the fact that we are, as we announced last week in an early announcement, was it last week or two weeks ago? I don't it was remember. last week. Last week, that we are doing a live finale. Wow. Uh, yes, a live Mad Men finale. Ooh. We are going to be with the cast of Mad Men, uh, the cast, and and as, as uh, Phil said, the big man will be there. Um, uh, the cast of Mad, Mad Men will be with us at... Um, in City Walk on June 23rd at the John Lovitz Comedy Club here in Los Angeles. Uh, you can buy tickets now. You can buy tickets from, from us at AfterBuzz uh, TV or at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, I believe, online. But uh, it's going to be the, the, the cast. It's going to be us moderating and asking questions. Maria Menudos will be there. She will be hosting and emceeing. And we're going to watch the show together with us, all of us here, including Joe Sanfilippo and you. And then we will talk to the cast and ask them a bunch of questions, some questions from you, some questions from us. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, looking forward to that. We hope if you guys are in town, come. If you're not in town, fly out. Yeah. If you're drive out. And it should be a big, it should be a stone groove, my it's man. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, That's people. Right. There yeah. will never again be a Mad Men season six live after Buzz finale. There will never, There's a, only never one. again. In the history of history, there'll be one live Mad Men season yeah. six finale. So, so that's happening. But after that, let's uh, let's jump into predictions. And now your after Buzz TV predictions. What do you have, Matt Lieberman? I predict that Bob Benson, that <laughs> snake. Will further worm his way into the hearts and minds of people at Sterling, Cooper, Draper, Price, Cutler, Gleason, and Shaw. Okay. And I think we're going to get a backstory episode sooner rather than later because it's at this point he's still a question mark. You know, when we had uh, when we had Ginsburg join the office, we had his uh, him have his own story a few episodes in last season. So I, I think we're going to get something on him. Uh, I think that Don and Megan are going to work on their relationship. What shape that will take, I'm not sure. 
but I think that he's he's redoubling his efforts to regain control at home and abroad. Abroad being the office, right? Uh, and that he controls a lot of broads. <laughs> but um, oh, sorry. And uh, <laughs> and that Peggy and Shaw are going to continue this tete a tete. He's okay. going to have to work hard to get her back. All right. Okay, I'm getting a different prediction on Peggy. I think she's sure. been let down by Shaw. I think we're going to see her more back on the Don camp. Actually, that's my, my that's what I think. Good call. I actually agree. I think that was my prediction as well. I think we'll see mm. that Peggy will be openly backing Don. I think Don will sort of rise again as this as this creative. Yes, you know the, the creative phoenix will rise from the <laughs> exactly. ashes. Uh, I talked about like maybe after this literal crash of last week that maybe hopefully Don will start to rebuild himself and. Uh, even though he he went immediately and cheated again with his ex-wife, <laughs> and somehow that almost doesn't count. Oh, cheating. Don't say that. Yeah, like, you know, I'm like Don's, Don's back. Like, how many times do I have to say Don's back? And so, <laughs> so, but uh, but he seemed to you know from that experience want to work things out with uh with, with Megan. So we'll see, and I think that that'll carry over to his creativity, and we'll see. I think that, and I think Peggy will uh, side with him as well. Yeah. So that's what they. Uh, that's all we got for this week. Matt Lieberman, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the on the Defiance After Show. Yes. Mondays at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic new show on sci-fi, sci-fi and yeah. I highly recommend it. It's Grant Bowler. Yes, Grant Bowler, who's fantastic. Kiwi Aussie. Kiwi Aussie. <laughs> yes. And uh, you can find my sketch comedy on VLYTV.com. Hilarious. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got my photo up with me and Benson, uh, oh. at Catherine Tulich, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-T-U-L-I-C-H. And also this week uh, I have a story in the LA Times on Friday, so you can check me out there as well. Yes, LA mm. Times. And then Catherine, um, I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. I'm also doing the Mad Mad Men show, which I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. but I'm also doing the uh, Hannibal After Buzz show here with Joe number Sanfilippo, one, on which After is Buzz number one TV. After wow. Buzz. Been been for a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm also on Grantland, ESPN's Grantland.com. I have a bunch of stuff coming out for the month of June, so check me out there, and as well as on Extra with Maria Menudos, and we'll all see you on the 23rd of June for our Mad Men live finale. Yay! Yes. So that's that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 